You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm your host, John Patch. Joining us this hour is Dr. Sue Toper from the Livingston Animal and Avian Hospital, here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets. We should be having a special guest joining us. Her name is Kate Hurley. She's the uh, author of Infectious Disease Management in Animal Shelters, so we may be speaking with her shortly. But once again, I'm John Patch. Joining us is Dr. Sue Toper and, of course, Kate Hurley. The show is produced by Mr. Bob Page. Hey, what's going on, Johnny boy? What's up, Bobby? It's good to be back in the chair. How are you? Lovely. You look lovely. Thanks. I've been busy. Like a spiffy haircut. Yeah, I look like a chia pet today. I think it looks good. <laughs> the show is also produced by Mr. Tony Leg. When you call in at 866-606-TALK, you'll speak with Tony and he'll put you on the air with us. That's 866-606-8255. But we welcome your calls and questions. We may have trivia in this hour. You can win a bottle of Pet-Tastic, the number one stain and odor remover in the country. That's Pet-Tastic. Pet-Tastic Naturals. Pet-Tastic.com. Also, Uncle Norman's Pet Bath Sponge. That could be coming out to you as well. But we welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. I'm John Patch, and this is Talkin' Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. Who are you over there? (laughs) Leroy Johnson. (laughs) Hey, Leroy, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing lovely. (laughs) Let's see. We'll get it going pretty soon. I don't know if Kate's going to be joining us. I'm not quite sure where Kate's at. We've lost Kate. She'll be here. We'll see. Why wouldn't she be? I don't know. I didn't get the book. (laughs) Well, we welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. That's the number to call, of course, with your pet questions. So we want to talk to you about those. So what's new in your world, Bobby-O? I've been busy, you know, working, taking care of business. We've, uh, no, I don't want to hear about your uh, your private time. But. Uh, we actually, I mean, I was going to relate it back to pets. and that It wasn't that long ago we actually searched out a, a mate for our dog, Albert. We went through the whole process. Of, and Albert's blind, by the way. Right. We went, we went online to the local shelter and looked at a few different dogs, and then we set up a meeting where we brought our dog down there. And I think Albert may just be a, a one-doggy home. Now, why do you say that? He just, I think uh, his disability made it difficult, and and I don't think he had a lot of early socialization. And we've taken him to some dog parks and stuff, and they run around crazy. But I think uh, long-term, it might not be the best solution for him. He's kind, He is kind of a nutty dog. And that he is. But I'm, I think the the good point from all that is we went about it properly, and it's a, maybe a good message in that if you're going to adopt a dog, make sure you do it properly and go to a shelter. 
No, I absolutely agree. And that was the book that we were going to be talking about, Infectious Disease Management in Animal Shelters. And I find that to be very interesting about, actually, some of the diseases that you're, you know, if you're adopting a dog from there, what they can possibly pick up. So if we get a hold of Kate Hurley, hopefully we'll be talking about this. If not, we'll bring her on to another show, maybe at a later date. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. So, but once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. So pick up the phone, give us a call, and let's talk about your pets. Bobby, do you have any problem with Albert getting around your house because he's blind? Albert is like a, a little wonder dog all on his own. It's amazing that, I mean, it's truly like... Maybe not politically correct, but the Helen Keller jokes all apply. You don't move the furniture around. You just kind of keep things the way they are as best you can. And when things do get moved around, he totally plows into stuff. But he really figures it yeah, out. Wasn't he, Helen Keller blind and deaf? Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he totally, Albert's blind. He totally figures it out, though. Uh, it's funny because you get up in the morning and he'll come over to the side of the bed and he jumps on the bed and he wakes me up. But then he wanders out and weaves his way out to the back door. He knows exactly where he's going. It it Honestly, it blows me away. And to think that when we were at the shelter, literally they said, nobody wants this dog. We're going to put him down. And I'm just complete sucker. And we took him. And he's an awesome dog. He's got so much love in his heart. I mean, we couldn't be happier to have him. Well, that's the same thing with me. I mean, when I got my cats, I've got two cats in the house. And, you know, when I got Rainy and Snowy, I actually got them at a local shelter here. Uh, Dr. Michelle, actually, who used to do the program with us, uh, I adopted them from her. And the thing was is that, you know, she she had even said at six weeks of age that most likely Snowy would be put down. And because he was nasty at that age. And but he's turned around. He's perfect with me. I mean, he has his idiocracies a little bit, you know, from time to time. But he's a good cat. And actually, uh, Dr. Sue, hi. Hi, John. Hi, oh, wait, let's see if we get you on there. Okay, now. There hi. you go. Oh, am I here now? No, no, you're here. <laughs> hi, John. Hi, Bobby. How what are up? you? I'm good, thank you. You know, you, you're very familiar with Snowy. I mean, you've worked yes. with him, and you know, he's not that bad, right? I mean, oh he, no, 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 he's he's just shy. Other than fat, I mean, he's well, he's a big boy. <laughs> we weren't talking about that, but no, sure. But he's he is a big boy. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's weird because he doesn't eat any more or less, for the most part, than she does, than his sister. And she's Rainy is actually in good shape, whereas right. Snowy. Is, is a little big. I mean, is that common for like the male females? I mean, do the males usually end up being bigger than the females like that? Not necessarily. We see a lot of overweight female cats too, John. But you know, there's a lot of factors. There's heredity. There's you know diet. There's how much exercise the cat does. It's kind of the same as us, unfortunately. It's what goes in and what comes out. You know. Well, I've seen what <laughs> comes out, and it's it's not that pleasant. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, there are definitely many factors, and. And sure, you know, neutering, especially as a cat matures, sometimes they do tend to put on weight, and we have to really watch it that way, Once too. Once they're neutered? Yeah, I a little bit that. more. I, I heard that, and then some people say that that would, that would kind of be myth, but I, I heard it to actually be more true. That, you know, I think myth. that there is some research that indicates that, yes, it is true that they'll have a little bit more tendency to do that. So, you know, we really have to watch the diet and exercise even more. You know, the benefits still outweigh the risks by a lot. It's funny, though, because you'll see, like, my female cat, she'll run around the house with no problems, no issues. Mm-hmm. Him, he'll waddle. Right. You know, but that's about it. And then you'll see the, I don't know what you, what, what you call him underneath, but his jowls down there. <laughs> yeah. Just swaying back and forth like udders on a cow, you know. It's right, like, like right, a fat right. cow. But, you know. Well, we were going to be but having, we were going to have Kate Hurley on with us about infectious disease management, but I don't know what happened to her. Hopefully she's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, maybe she'll call back in. She might. Um, if not, we'll just schedule it at another time. But, um, you know, because usually we do have somebody like an author or a celebrity or something on in the first hour. But no, Kate's lost in in the world somewhere, so we'll find out maybe where she is. But uh, we welcome your calls and questions. Of course, I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Sue Toper. And we're open to your medical questions and your behavior questions. If you've got bird questions, Sue is an avian specialist. So if you've got questions about your birds, um, this is the woman to talk to, Dr. Sue. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call. You know, it's funny because um, you haven't been in my other room yet, but I changed the room around a little bit, and now I put all the bird cages kind of close together, mm-hmm. um, which they tend to be liking it. I mean, because I've good. had them separated before, and they were always in the same room so they could hear each other, which is good, you know, for socialization and getting used to each other and so on and so forth, but now they're like pretty close. Do you think they're interacting more um, I think so. Or? I mean, they watch each other. I mm-hmm. mean, for the first time today, I, I finally, well, not finally, but I heard... Zachary, I was in here getting ready for the show, and I heard Zachary go, meow. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, he's picking up more and more words. I'm not necessarily from the other two, but uh, Leo seems to be talking a little bit more since the cages are together. They watch each other eat Mm -hmm. a lot more. Um, I think the interaction is pretty good. Um, Well, birds are flock animals. So, again, like us, certain individuals won't necessarily like each other, or birds from different continents may not like each other as well. You know, I mean, they may not recognize each other as South American bird and Australian bird. Sometimes there's a difference there. But I think, in general, birds are flock animals. They like to be around other birds. The flock is safety. You know, it's funny because um, I'm a movie critic as well, so I review a lot of films. And I did review the Jennifer Aniston film, uh, Love Happens, Mm -hmm. uh, this past week. And there's a part in the movie where um, Aaron Eckhart, uh, basically, you know, his wife passes away. And his in-laws ended up taking the bird, Mm -hmm. which was a cockatoo. And nice-sized cage, nice cage. And they kept it in the kitchen, hung up from the ceiling, and so on and so forth. And... Of course, the father hated the bird because it just never shut up. Which, right. You know, you got birds, they pretty much never do shut up. Um, but Aaron Eckhart goes in because his his wife's dying wishes were to release the bird into the wild. So as I'm oh, hearing dear. him saying this, I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay, well, they're going to take it to some forest, like Amazon forest or something like that, you know, and release this bird in, a, in the tropics or whatever, you know, or try to. Uh-huh. Or maybe take it to, like, you know, like a shelter type thing or like a preserve or something. Right. And, um... But no, he takes it out into the woods of Seattle. Oh my God! And and it it's a funny moment when he's trying to release the bird because the bird doesn't want to go. Right. Um, but the bird I, knows better. He knows he's in Seattle. Right. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, because it was you know it was foggy, kind of cold, mm-hmm. and it was a stream and all this other stuff. But eventually, the bird does go. And I won't say what happens at the end of the movie. But um, it's got to be bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, actually, surprisingly, no. Um, but not surprising what actually kind of happened. Okay. But, um, I'll go to the movie, Yeah, time. I don't want to give it away. But the thing is, is that my point on that whole thing is that if you want to take a bird, and you're, you're going to have a bird, before you ever adopt one, and you can tell them better than I can, I mean, they live for practically A long ever. time, many of them, yes. Depending on what they are, right? Yeah. A macaw can live 75 years. And then the thing is, is you're going to end up leaving them in your will. Right. But never do you want to take a bird like that and release it wherever you are. It's not going to survive. Absolutely never. You're right. I mean, for one thing, it's totally, like we said, in a different continent, in a different place. It 
is a prey animal and probably something like a hawk or you know some kind of a predator is going to get that bright colored or light colored animal pretty quickly well, that's the thing is that, and aren't they used to, I mean, being fed? I mean, they're not really oh, sure, used, they're not used sure. to foraging for their own food. Sure, absolutely. Once they've been in captivity, and some of these birds, now we still have some birds that were imported because they do live so long, but we have a lot of domestically bred birds now that even though in their brain they still retain that quote-unquote wildness because they're a generation out of the wild, they don't have the life experience. They haven't been taught how to be a wild bird by another wild bird, and I think the most unfair thing is to set them free. It doesn't make them free. It makes them food. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We're going to return for more of your calls. Give us a call at 866-606-8255. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. How now? That's a heavy cow or something like that. With the Talk Pets News Brief, I'm Bob Page. A cow fell on a man at a dairy farm this week, sending him to a local trauma center via helicopter. After the apparent milking-related incident, the man was in the process of milking cows. That's why he was near the cow in the first place, an official stated. He said uh, he was out there milking cows and one fell on him. Guess what? This happened in Florida. Go figure. The man who was in his early 30s sustained non-life-threatening injuries. He was flown to the hospital because the area where the incident occurred was, well, pretty much out in the middle of nowhere, Florida. And it was pretty far away from the hospital. The man was treated and released, and it's still unclear whether the cow was injured. Very newsworthy. Reporting for Tonka Pets, I'm Bob Page. I am cow, hear me moo. I weigh twice as much as you. And I look good on the barbecue. 
butters made from liquid from my udders. I am cow, I am cow. Hear me move. You know, I just want to say I went to I, I went with a friend the other night to go see that Halloween two, you know, the second one, mm-hmm. which was a total gore fest. Rob Zombie movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a thousand times worse than the first one. I mean the whole thing was just gore. But there was a cow killed on the highway in that one. Mm. And boy, was it killed. Like I mean, me, myself, splattered. and Irene? They shelled a whole, splattered. I mean, really, no, that was like Aww. a fake cow. You could really tell. <laughs> this one actually looked real. I mean, everything in this movie looked too real. I mean, it was disgusting. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> if you like horror films and bloody and gore. Do you mean um, you liked it? <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't like it for certain reasons, um, you know, but I, I did like it for some. You know, it took away from the genre of yeah. Michael Myers and the mask and all that. But overall, I you know I thought it was good. We, I don't think I could handle the gore anymore. It was very gore. Well, we got a question coming for you from Spokane, Washington, and we've got uh, Al. Hey, Al, how you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Hey, John, how's everything? It's going good, going good. Hopefully, you don't have a pet cow. You're asking about a bird, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really want a bird really bad, to be honest. Oh, oh great! I've Al. been having uh, actually a lot of trouble lately. Um, most of the shops around me, they're all wanting ridiculous numbers for uh, a Quaker parakeet or a sun conure, and it's just not right. The price that they're offering me—it's like eight hundred dollars for a bird. And I'm like, what? Have you thought actually about looking into like rescue groups and all? Because there there are rescue groups out there. I mean, I've adopt I adopted two of my birds that I have. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I didn't pay anything for those two. I mean, I just I adopted them. People just didn't want them or they couldn't keep them. Um, you know, for whatever reason. So, yeah, Al. Yeah. And one place that I would suggest that I know you could find readily online is the Gabriel Foundation. The Gabriel Foundation. That's an excellent bird rescue um, organization. Is that, like, is that the web? Is that GabrielFoundation.org or something like that? Or? Well, I bet I'm you if you just Google it, Google Gabriel Foundation. They're in. They're actually in Colorado, oh, not wonderful. far from Denver, and um, they come to all of our avian conf- conferences as a nonprofit. I know the. The folks there very, very well, and they put on lots of good seminars for veterinarians and lay people regarding behavior and proper care and stuff. And if they didn't, you know, couldn't have somebody for you, and I know they probably would, they could certainly direct you in that direction. If you if you want to do a good deed and rescue a bird, I think that's a great route to go, like John said. Well, I, I love birds uh, personally. I, I actually just lost my Quaker parakeet I used to have. But, uh, yeah, I'm very needing of a, a new bird. You're ready for another one. Well, we're sorry to hear that, Al. Uh, we know what that feels thank like. Thank you. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. But, um, no, I, I'm very looking forward to this. Thank you very well, much. Well, the, the thing that's good, too, about it, Al, is the fact that you did have a bird before, so you know what it entails to have one. Right. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. a lot of people, I mean, so you know what you're walking into. A lot of people actually walk into bird ownership without any idea of what they're getting into. And once they get the bird, then they are messy. They are loud. Um, they are very social. They need a lot of attention, and a lot of people don't look at that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So right. you're doing the right thing then. So, well, yeah, if you can rescue one, that's great. And Thank then you. call us back after you do that. Yeah, please now. do. Absolutely. Thanks, Al. Thank you. That's Al out there in Spokane, Washington. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets, 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. That's the number two call with your pet questions. Once again, I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Suzanne Toper. From Livingston Animal and Avian Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida. So pick up the phone, give us a call. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Another thing, too, is if you have one bird in the house and you want to introduce another one, you can't just automatically put them in the same cage. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, number one, first you have to do a quarantine, you know, after getting them checked, get them a physical exam by a veterinarian. And then, again, it depends on the species of birds, but... I really don't recommend that 
even, you know, usually with the same species and not after a long time of socialization, for sure. Because, I mean, at first they may look like they're getting along, but then... Oh, yeah. Somebody calls back, somebody a name and somebody get, gets hurt. I've seen it all too many times. Well, I know. Bobby does that to me all the time. He calls me <laughs> things behind my back, so I just slap him. What? But he seems to like it. That's not true. Yes, it is. No. Oh, come on. I'm a gentleman. Bend over and drop him. Spank, spank. <gasps> Here's your host, John Patch. Out of Stanley, Idaho, about 450 adult sockeye salmon have been released into the Redfish Lake in central Idaho as part of an attempt to restore migratory runs of the fish that has been teetering near extinction. Federal, state, and tribal officials hope to put about 1,200 adult sockeye into the lake this year, including about 600 fish that returned from the Pacific Ocean this summer. Dr. Sue? In Anderson, Indiana. 59 horses have been quarantined because of a suspected contagious infection at Hoosier Park racetracks. Hoosier Park officials put the horses in quarantine Saturday after one thoroughbred within the stable began exhibiting signs of Streptococcus equi, or strangles. They said it is a contagious bacterial disease common in horses that can be life-threatening. John? Out of Apopka, Florida, the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission sees Delilah, uh, an 18-foot-long, 400-pound python, from a yard out of concern that her chain-link cage was not secure. Delilah was brought to a caregiver with a permit to handle large snakes. In Lakeland, officials uncovered two pythons, an 11-foot-long male and a 17-foot female weighing 150 pounds. Bobby, did you by chance in your neighborhood, because you're from Lakeland, Florida, have you seen any of those pythons wandering around? Uh, no, actually I've never seen any snakes at all in my neighborhood. you got to be careful, by the way, because uh, they can go after the dogs. If I saw a gigantic python, I would go the other way. <laughs> Anaconda! Where's Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> Dr. Sue? In Candia, New Hampshire. Health officials confirmed the state's first human case of eastern equine encephalitis this year. Eric Shiflett, the father of Rosemary Shiflett, three, said she's recovering at Boston Children's Hospital. He said Rosemary fell ill on September 1st and began having seizures. John. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Suzanne Toper. From Livingston Animal and Avian Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, by the way, you can check us out on the web at TalkinPets.com or MySpace.com forward slash TalkinPets. If you want to watch us on the webcam, you can do so by clicking on the dog watching TV. And you can watch and chat with us live on the cam. Also, you can uh, become one of our Twitter friends at Twitter.com forward slash Radio. And also check out our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Talkin' Pets Radio. Give us a call at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. 
Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. I close my eyes and the flashback starts. I'm standing there on the balcony in summer air. Now, you know you can't play this song without me going and opening up my mouth and saying something. What? You know is what. Is this a pop? Who is this? Uh-huh. Did you see the VMAs, Dr. Sue? Uh, no, I didn't. You I'm right there explain. with you, Sue. It's stupid. <laughs> well, I agree with... I have to agree with uh, President Obama on, on his comment about Kanye West. <laughs> How about the president shouldn't even care? Well, you should. I, I don't. It was supposed to be off the record. Yeah, right. Whatever. Okay. You know, everything he says is on the record. Way to act presidential, <laughs> Obama man. But the thing is, is that Kanye West. It was nasty. Really? It was just. You know, here's a 19 year old publicity girl, stunt. I don't know. 19 year old girl that gets up there to receive her first VMA. He doesn't care. It's Country publicity singer. Stunt. Well, him, yeah. But he apologized all over the place yeah, already. But got his face in the media. Yeah, he, three days after the but VMAs. He's, but that's the way he is, though. He's done that with many other things. He's honestly, he's an idiot, I, I think. And to get up there, a 19-year-old girl receiving her first award, she's all up there. She's holding the microphone. She's got the VMA in her hand, and all of a sudden, she's trying to say and thank you. And he runs up on stage, grabs the microphone out of her hand, and says, "Beyonce should have won best video, female video. Beyonce had the best video." And it's like. And poor, poor Taylor's standing there, like, shocked. Wow. But she's gotten so much great press out of it because of it, too. If she had just won, yeah, she but, just would have won, and that would have been it. But look beyond the press thing, okay? Look beyond that. It's Hollywood. Hello, yeah, you it, can't get beyond it. It is. Well, it's the same thing, and you can look at it, and I looked at it this way, too. After they, after they escorted Taylor Swift off, time was up. She couldn't even say thank you. They escorted her off because she had to get ready to do a, a live video that mm-hmm. she was doing, like a live song in the subways of now New York City. Now we bring City. Beyonce up on stage, and she gives her way her time to Taylor right. Swift. And now who gets a lot of great press from that, too? Thanks for ruining my moment. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the press. But at the end of the show, right, Beyonce gets up there to receive because she won Best Video of the Year Award. She, she gets up there, and you can look at it two ways. She stands up there, and she says, you know what? When I was 17 years old, and I was with Destiny's Child... Basically, I won my first VMA, and I was so excited. I didn't know what to say, and I had my time to say thank yous. But Taylor's time was taken away 
Um, and I'd like to give my time to Taylor. So she asked Taylor to come out, which was phenomenal. Super mm-hmm. polite. Right it, thing to ex- do. Extremely I'm unbelievable. I'm so glad her publicist suggested it. You don't know that. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, though, because we work in media. It could go either way. Was so it, jaded. Was it a way of her gaining more popularity because she did such a wonderful thing for Taylor Swift? Or was it out of the goodness of her heart? I like to look at it that it was done from the goodness of her heart. And I think it was. Way to go, Mr. Half-Full. I believe that way. (laughs) I mean, what do you think? Do you think it was from the goodness of her heart or that she was doing it because she'd get more publicity out of it? I'd like to think it was. So, I mean, I'm, I prefer to believe that. I didn't see it, you know, so I didn't see her demeanor or anything. But Well, we've never met Beyonce yet. But, you know, if you're listening, call us. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'd like to know what she was thinking at that time. But I still think that... I'd know, rather have Taylor Swift on. Kanye West, idiot. Beyonce, I think sincere. Taylor Swift, young and influential and just a pretty girl. You know, and with a great, I mean, she's what, number one in the country with all of her music? It's unbelievable how this girl is singing. Oh, Shrek, go away. (laughs) (laughs) 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. That's the number to call, of course. We're open to your medical questions and your behavior questions. See, you got me on my soapbox. That's what it's good for, though. It ticked me off. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think, honestly, I think I heard somewhere that Taylor Swift is very animal friendly. Yeah, she is. She is. I'd love to get her on the show. And you know what? We should actually get her on the show. She does a lot of... She's really sincere. Before she becomes Carrie Underwood. Uh, don't get me on that one. <laughs> you just know how, to, you know how to pull my chains. I called Carrie three times. And she's such an animal lover, and she still has yet to come on. But maybe it's not Carrie, though. you got to get past the publicist, the publicist people. It's the publicist. We know what right. they're like, right, Bobby? Yep. <laughs> 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Once again, I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Sue Toper. Do you want to say who you are over there? Leroy Johnson. No, you're not. No, I'm Bob Page. Hello. The troublemaker. No. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 866-606-8255. This is Talking Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Suzanne Toper. What? All right. Enough. (laughs) Well, once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Jamie Foxx in there, too. Is that who that was? Yeah, with Kanye. And you are? I'm Dr. Sue Topher, and I don't sing. (laughs) They just scare me, because sometimes Bobby over there... That's the edited version. Oh, okay. Because, you know, sometimes he doesn't listen to them before. And I'm like, you got to listen to the music before you actually play it. You didn't hear it. It was like he was singing, and then there was a pause, and then he was singing again. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't understand that. No, see, he's opened up another soapbox for me. I don't understand when they have to use the words like that in music. It makes no sense to me. I don't get it either. Yo, that's because they're from the street, yo. Yeah. They grew up in the hood. That's the way they be talking. All right. How many enemies did you make just now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Like, I care. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Okay. (laughs) Speechless. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta ask you something. Based on what he just kind of put out there, and I'm only talking stereotype here, mm-hmm. and that's it. I'm not going any further with it. But um, pit bulls, and the reason why I say this because I, I do little features, and I just cut one this morning. Right. I mean, not, not gas. <laughs> you, why? I thought I smelled something. <laughs> no, no, I just cut one. I got a feature for you know they're like one minute features or whatever. It was about pit bulls, mm-hmm. and you know. No. And basically, you know, that, you know, they're owned by gangsters, they're owned by drug dealers, they're owned by, you know, people on the street. That's the way the stereotype is. 
But right. pit bulls are actually really good dogs, aren't they? Yes, I have a lot of wonderful clients with pit bulls, and I actually I can stand here before you and say that I like them, the dogs, well, and the wonderful clients, of course. But um, I think it's any big, powerful dog that is messed up by people can certainly be dangerous. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It's the people that have caused the problem. And if it wasn't a pit bull, it could be a Rottweiler or a bull terrier or an American Staffordshire terrier, you know, any. But what do you think about the argument that they say, though, the inbreeding of the dog? I mean, that, you know, it's bred to fight or the parents or the grandparents were fighters or, you know, and that, you know, the puppy's going to grow up with that instinct to be that way. Is is there truth in that? Yeah, sure. You can breed for disposition. Absolutely. I mean, some of us, you know, we you're born with a certain type of disposition and of course if you if you sort of magnify that or train it in a certain direction that's what you're going to get but yeah i mean we have bred dogs to do different types of work for hundreds and thousands of years so you know if when we bred a dog that would be a guard dog and a dog that would be aggressive towards other animals they definitely do have that tendency i mean i find most of the pit bulls that i deal with in my practice that are pets are great with people, but do I trust them around a smaller dog or a cat? Absolutely not, because I know they have that tendency, and I'm going to be watching for that for sure. So, you know, but you put a big, powerful animal like that into somebody's hands, who's going to mess them up, and you're going to have a dangerous thing happening. Well, I would imagine, I mean, as a veterinarian, I mean, you have, to, like you're saying, you got to be careful with a dog of that size or that, you know, what, I mean, a dog is pretty much like a vice grip. Right, Once the it jaw grabs power, onto you. and it, it's, you know, it's, if that's not controlled, then you can have a horrible, life-threatening bite on your hands. But you've got to be careful, too. Um, I mean, just even the smallest of dogs. I mean, you oh, have sure. to take precautions on poodles. I mean, even birds, like, you know, sure. um, they bite and they could do a lot of damage. Especially if you put any animal in a, you know, a, a scary situation where, you know, they feel backed against the wall or they're restrained. I mean, certainly, yeah, I, you have to watch that all the time. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. That's the number to call if you've got a medical question, a behavior question, and a bird question, by the way, um, or a comment. Uh, pick up the phone give us a call, 866-606-8255. You know, it, it's, I would imagine as a veterinarian, I, I, I don't want to say that it's easy for you to work on, on an animal's disposition or its medical problem because they can't speak to you, but you know what to look for, but the... I would imagine your biggest hurdle as a doctor would be dealing with the the guardians because sometimes they just don't want to listen. Well, sure. I mean, it, it's a package thing. I mean, it's a. We'd like to think that it's just all. People always say, "Oh, I become a veterinarian because I love animals." Well, I would tell that person very honestly. Well, then there ought to be more reasons that you want to do it because you're not going to be dealing with just the animal. You'll be dealing with the family as well. And you know, it, it is sometimes you have to kind of feel out the situation, see what people are willing to do, what they're able to do, how they interact with that pet. It's kind of a whole family thing, John. And, and you know, it can it can take a lot of finesse sometimes. Sometimes it's hard on any given day to have that finesse. But, you know, we really just try to work with the people and the pet at all times. You know, it's hard because, I mean, you've you, just like, you know, a doctor in an ER or a hospital, I mean, you got to give news, whether it's good news or bad news. So. Sure. And it's difficult, I would imagine, just as difficult for you to walk out. Because, I mean, pets, the language of pets has changed. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not the point of 
you know, this is my dog or this is my cat. This is kind of like my child. In many cases, yes. So yeah. when you come out and something's wrong with their child, you're the one that has to give that news. Right. And because the animal can't talk. Now, we can we get, of course, a lot of clues from the person by what, and some people are much more observant than others about what's happening with the animal. And, you know, and then the body language of the animal and, of course, our physical exam, excuse me, physical exam and lab work, blood work, x-rays, whatever it is we need to do. But, of course, we have to explain all that as we go to the the person, the owner, the client, if you will, and, you know, they, they're they part of all that process. So, no, we're not just treating only the animal. The, the person is heavily involved, and like you say, if you have to tell them the bad with the good. You know, you have to tell them the worst-case scenario. You're obliged to. Well, we welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Don't forget you can check us out, like I said, on the webcam if you want to do that. You can click on TalkinPets.com or MySpace.com forward slash TalkinPets. Click on the dog watching TV, and you can watch and chat with us. And don't forget, there's no G in the Talkin'. It's T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. And you can go on, you can become one of our followers on Twitter. If you want to join us on Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash Radio. Bobby, how many Twitters do we have? How many followers at this point? Uh, currently, we are up to 2,231. Cool. And also, we have Facebook.com forward slash Talkin' Pets Radio. Give us a call, 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. This is Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Live Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Sue Toper. This is the song that she won Video Music Award. I like the SNL version better. The what version? Saturday Night Live. Oh. The parody they did of it. <laughs> oh, the one with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that yeah. That was hysterical. Saturday Night Live has given me an all-new appreciation for Justin Timberlake. I, I really like the guy. No, it's funny because he's willing to do anything. Yeah, he's insane. Yeah. And I love it. No, and that's pretty cool. And it was funny. Did you ever see it? Where she no. does this dance for this video? No, I haven't. You need to get out more often. I too. do. <laughs> she runs a business as children. What do you expect? Wait, I want to put a trivia question out there because we only have two minutes. And it's a true or false, so it's wow, really easy. Quick. Armadillos can be housebroken. Can an armadillo be housebroken? Can they be housebroken? True or false? An armadillo can be housebroken. True or false? I'm going to put the answer on the Twitter page. And we're going to actually give you a bottle of Pettastic. Uh, that's Pettastic Naturals, 100% natural, made in the USA, as well as Uncle Norman's Pet Bath Sponge. Contains everything but your pet and water. You just need those two things. And you're set to go. Um, so that's coming out to you if you know the answer. Armadillos can be housebroken. True or false? 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Call right now. And those prizes are yours, but you got a minute to call. 866-606-8255. True or false? Armadillos can be housebroken. But no, I do like Justin Timberlake. Never met him, but you know, it was funny because we were in, we were in um, where was it? L.A. Uh, we were in L.A. the one time doing a remote yeah. broadcast, and it was so funny because as we would be leaving the hotel every time. Uh, in sync would be coming into the hotel. They'd yeah. be getting out of their vehicle when we'd be getting into ours. I knew one of their managers who's related to the ugly guy in the band. And, uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, it was bizarre that we met up and saw each other and we'd crisscross constantly. I almost felt like a celebrity. <laughs> That's when you just slide into the little group and they're walking down. Yes, I'm one of them. Yeah, they're getting in the limo and we're getting in the rental car. There you go. That, that was pretty much it. We had a nice rental. It was nice. Yes, it was. SUV, I think. Expense, too. (laughs) We were driving around like OJ that day. It was a white SUV. (laughs) 866-606-TALK. So armadillos can be housebroken. True or false? You've got 30 seconds in those prizes. The answer's on the Twitter page and in the chat room on justin.tv. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. You got to call right now, call into Tony, and he'll put you on the line with us, and those prizes are yours. 866 606 8255. Pick up the phone, give us a call. 866 606 Talk. Well, Dr. Sue, the hour goes by quick. Yes, it does. Too quick. And if I don't get a true or false in the next couple of seconds, I've got to give the answer. What do you think it is? I think it's true, and I should get the prizes. What do you think, Bobby? <laughs> Uh, you told me so. I know, but what would you have thought? I I wouldn't have guessed the answer. No? Nah. Really? Not because I, I've seen lots of armadillos in the wild in my neighborhood, and they're pretty skittish. All right, well, i got to give the answer. I didn't hear from Tony. 866-606-TALK. The answer is armadillos can be housebroken. True. They can. I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Sue Topher. Bob Page. And this is Talkin' Pets. Don't forget, spay new to your pets, help control their pet population. Check us out on the web, TalkinPets.com, or MySpace.com forward slash Talkin' Pets. Bye for now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.